The UNI Podcast presents What's on Your Mind. Yeah. Hi, folks. It's another day to say no to police brutality and make sure you're using the NSARS hashtag. It is another day to also say no to rape or any form of sexual assault. And it is another day to stand up for something or to stand up to something. Welcome to another episode of the UNI Podcast presents What's on Your Mind. What's on Your Mind is a special series that allows guests to lead the conversation. You lead the discussion and whatever is on your mind to share or talk about or discuss is what we're going to do. So on today's episode, I have a longtime supporter of the show, a huge motivator and literally one of the kindest people I know. I have Mr. Kenny Popola, aka Bros Kenny, as I normally call him, and he took a few minutes to share with us what's on his mind and discuss some of the other noteworthy events of 2020. This was a very interesting episode and I hope you enjoyed it. Bros Kenny, simple question. What is on your mind? I mean, pretty much was on everybody's mind. I mean, 2020 has been one of those years. I mean, like one of the programs that I still listen to, the guy says 2020 is going to be a rugged year. And it's really been a rugged year. Everything from like the COVID situation um, to the protests happening in Nigeria as well. Um, so quite a lot, quite a lot. But I think the main thing on the mind now is... I think it's the protests that are happening in Nigeria and the outcome of that, the fallout of that, and then um, the coronavirus situation. But all in all, we still thank God. I mean, we're in November now, um, and looking out at, at the outlook and how things have played out this year, so many people have left us. But as yeah. long as they are alive, we just have to be thankful. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really crazy because, especially when it comes to this protesting stuff, like nobody saw this coming. It just, it just, we were already having so much in the year 2020, but this protest just, it just sprang up for nothing and it was, it was overwhelming. I had to even get off social media, I had Twitter for a while because what I was seeing on it was just, was so disheartening. So how, how did you cope with it though? Like, especially the whole NSAR thing and you know, the whole narrative of these people trying to turn it on the youth and no colors, names, and stuff like that. How how did how how did you deal with it? Because for me, it was really really tough. I I I got to a point where I started having what um I later found out to be survivor's guilt. I, I nothing happened to me, but I just felt like well, like it could have been me. That kind of thing. Like what well, what is the point? Like so something like that. So how how did you deal with it? You know, I know you're not. You know, the UK had protests on their own, right? But in a way, yeah. how did you deal with you know this whole the idea that Nigeria was like Nigeria is actually at the brink of whatever we are at? It's just it's just so terrible. Like everything, like they will say, page now and yeah, just open basically. <laughs> yeah, so Mifa, uh, as you see, twenty twenty is an unconventional year. We started off with like a worldwide pandemic. Everybody has been on the edge. It's it's not been business as usual. So as you can imagine, 
everybody stands. Also, we are in a situation where everybody's at home. There's access to information. There's access to social media. In my case, it's been of two folds. So, you know, here in the West and in the quote-unquote developed world, there was the Black Lives Matter protest that happened off the back of the killing of George Floyd in the U.S. And it, it spotlighted issues that has always been there, but because everybody was at home, everybody had access to the internet, we were not mm. caught up with hustle and bustles of life. Everybody now said, ah, how can you kill somebody like that in broad daylight with so much impunity and nothing happens? It was an, it's an American thing, but here in the UK, we also feel it because we started looking at it, okay, this thing that happened to me, this kind of experience I faced, it also shows that racism is real. Um, so here in the UK too, there was a big Black Lives Matter protest that happened. It happened for months. Even at work, we started having conversation with white colleagues to say, okay, see these things that Black people face. It was an educational piece for everybody. Tensions were high. Um, but luckily, a few things, I mean, we still have a long way to go. It's not something that would switch overnight. Mm -hmm. um, but conversations have started happening here about like Black lives. That's why you watch a premiership match, you see them kneeling down in, before the match. Um, a lot of stars to propagated they just trying to spotlight that issue that is happening and uh, shout out to Louis Hamilton is is really doing a lot being like one of the only black people in in Formula One is being outspoken as well but, so on the one hand there was a Black Lives Matter protest that we're still trying to wrap our head around and then the answers protest we in the diaspora we still have a lot of affinity at home we have family there so we are not removed from the situation the old NSAS um, thing happened again because of the pandemic and everything. There was a spotlight on it. That video that came out of the guy, the trout of his car and drew away, spotlighted that situation. Everybody started coming up with their stories of what's happening. So the protest happened. And the fact that it was just organic, where instead of social media, all the information, the communication, the level of organization where you had in some cases in some of the protest side, they were giving them food, they were gi giving people free aircourts, um, people were dancing. It just brought some kind of happiness out of like a bad situation. And then how what happened on 2010, 20 happened. And then the gaslighting of our, the government. So, you know, matter of how you try to regulate it. I know in Nigeria, there's talk about trying to regulate social media. I don't think that will fly because what will happen is a new technology will come out and spotlight it again. So what they are judging is just an exercise in futility. Um, so information is going to be out there. People have access to information. Information will be shared. And I think what this just shows is that we have to be more empathetic. And I think that's what happened with the NSAS where they saw that, okay, we're, prote we're protesting against police brutality and bad governance, but while we are doing it, if people come around, let's feed them, let's do this. So if, that, if that can continue, then I think we're moving up to a better place. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Like, it, it, was, it was really, I think that was like the, the major highlight of the whole issue was how people could come together, like, regardless of race, regardless of, um, when I say race, tribe, Tribe of um, personality, you guys of gender, people just came together and they had one voice. But it got to a point where it felt like 
the older generation kept quiet, kind of. For, for, for some of us, it felt like that. It felt like people were, they were the older generation looking at it and we're like, these people do not know what they are doing. Or these people are just, you know, in over their head on this. Did it ever feel like that to you in, in your vicinity? Like, did you, or did you ever feel like we're talking too much? Because I got to a point where if I was, if I put a status about answers on my WhatsApp, you know, there are people who just look at them like, ah, it's not come again, that kind of thing. But did you ever get to a point where it felt like you were doing too much or you felt like you were doing too much? And when I say we, in terms of the youths, kind of. No, I mean, the youths are the future. So it's what's burning, burning in their minds and rightly so. They need to highlight it. Um, I mean, all over social media, it trended consistently all throughout the 13 plus days that the protest went on. Even Jack gave um, the emoji. So with the hashtag, there was the emoji there again. So it just shows the level, the, the traction it had. It also um, allowed us to for people in the diaspora and celebrities to also know what's going on. So you start seeing a lot of celebrities um, speaking up and um, talking against those ills. So I think it was, it was, it was well intended. It was going in the right direction. Um, it's just the heavy-handedness that they used to disrupt it that just made it really sad because they were the five for five demands. They, they, Right in from their mind, they say, okay, we've already started working on this, give us time. But everybody knows that in the past, you would promise something, you deliver. So rightly so, they were like, no, we want more concrete actions, which was not too hard to ask. Um, but in the action in itself has just gone to show that, okay, there's a real problem. And in this case, I think it's just the the crisis management has been appalling. I mean, like from what's happening in Lagos to even the federal response and the division that you see between the North and the South where some people are saying, oh, um, it doesn't affect us here. So we'll carry on business as usual. And then other people are saying, okay, um, we'll, we'll, we'll try and do something. So it's just that mixed messaging that's made this really bad. But I think it should not stop. I know it can't be as for, as forefront as it was in the in, in the early days where you can go and sit out at the toll gate or go to Alasa. If you try that again, it's the same thing that will happen. But I think you should continue. Um, firstly, through the hashtag, people should keep hashtagging it. Maybe every week, try and put one tweet out with the tag with the hashtag in it, just to keep it trending, and then just find other ways to do it. It could be like maybe every week there'll be like a silence match across um across the six states in front of the government house it's just something a bit more peaceful but to just show that presence that we are, we are still on it and we are still going to hold you guys accountable yeah i, I agree i really i really hope that we, are, we are able to sustain it and it it, it it made sense that at least for, for once, I, I felt like they were not expecting the youth to come out the way they came out. And it was really surprising to them, shocking even, because they were like, oh, it was never expected. But let's hope that the momentum can be kept. But we are in um, November now, and it looks like 2020 is about to, you know, go away. Do you, do you still, do you like envision any major surprises coming, <laughs> coming before the year closes? I mean, as of today, the 4th of November, 
they are collating the results of the presidential election. <sighs> whatever the results, <laughs> whatever the results, and we see there might be some friction there, but who knows? I mean, <laughs> if there's anything easy has taught us is to expect the unexpected. But yeah, in all of that, it's just to just to take each day as it comes and, and just live a little. If not, you just, um, yeah, you get yourself into a state of, I know it's hard, um, yeah, but just keep being hopeful. But how, how do you, how do you, because I can understand me being single by myself and stuff like that, you know, if you're too hard, you're so gary or something like that. How, how do, how do you keep, keep as in, stay afloat you know you have a family you have kids you have responsibilities stuff like that in this dire situation because this year has been dire if you're going to be honest about it how have you stayed positive how have you uh, you know kept your mental health you know in a way because that that's also a very major issue you know even with this whole NSAS process and um, protest uh, one of the major fall, uh, fallout was that a lot of people had to, you know, try to watch their mental health with all the images and stuff like that. So, with, as a man, with the family, you have responsibility. As much as you know, it's it's, it's a new world and all that um, men don't cry stuff doesn't fly anymore. But still, ideally, we expect the man to be the strong one, you know, you know, stand firm, you know, hold your family together. So, how have you stayed positive and you know, kept moving throughout this period? Yeah, you've alluded to it. I think at the end of the day, it's all about um, just keeping your mental health because I think it's the your mental health um, determines like the physical health, your your physical well-being, and how you're able to um, carry out your day-to-day. So, as much as possible, from things like switching off from um, from social media for some time just detoxing from it because as you can imagine as, as you can tell there's a lot of information passing everybody has a lot of time on there and now people are just putting stuff out there so detoxing from that just having time to cleanse um just doing things you enjoy um, watch tv um yeah lots of tv shows music as well has been good physical exercise as well um, so go for um, regular walks. Um, even recently, I got a treadmill because it's getting cold. You can't venture out too much, but get a treadmill. But yeah, physical exercise is also is also key as well. Food as well. Eat. It's what you like. It's what you enjoy. It's just little little things that 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 really helps out. But yeah, it's not easy. Some some days are are not easy. Some are easier. But just take each day as it counts and. Yeah, some of those things um, that I mentioned um, previously. Yeah, so um, thank you so much for your time. I really, really appreciate it. Um, I appreciate you at least giving us a few moments to share your what's on your mind, you know, and basically talk about what has been going on with the protest and, you know, the whole year 2020. I appreciate it. Uh, I wish you all the best. My regards to the family, and hopefully, once again, we'll have you as a guest on our show again. Yeah, thanks, thanks. Always a pleasure being on the show. And keep putting um, your lovely content out there. I think things like podcasting as well has also helped all you content creators are just 
out there giving us serving us good content so yeah keep up the good work i know it, it's not easy it's not easy sometimes you might have those men- mental blocks because of all the stuff that's going on out there but mm-hmm. i see you you're doing it you, you 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 do justice to to what you do even from some of the monologues you do and the guests you have as well so yeah just keep it up Thank you very much. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Thank you for coming on the show. The fucking touch of the Olympic. I'm here to stay and I'm never going to leave. Never going to And there you have it folks. Um I hope you enjoyed the session with Ross Kenny. I hope you shared what's on his mind. Um I think what's on his mind is basically like he said what's what has been on everybody else's mind for the year 2020 and um we just hope it gets better. At least we hope there are no more surprises. Until next time, when another guest comes our way to share what's on their mind, I bid you adieu. Please stay safe, stay healthy, and never stop believing, never stop fighting, never stop standing up for something. Cheers. Make him pay like a martyr to the side. I go end your Cause you're rocking with the flyers, the cutest, the dopest, the meanest, the illest, the finest, the fearless, bravest, sickest, freshest, the cleanest, the epitome of everything. Yes, you're the greatest. Don't say we are dick.